Welcome back to the Blueville Podcast. Andrew Rosebaum here again today. Got Blake Brewer with us. Blake Brewer is our current mowing supervisor, a role that he took over in spring of 2020. Uh, he actually started mowing under Jason Martin in 2017. Blake, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a little bit more. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. How's it going, everybody? And uh, yeah, that's right. Been with the company now for about six years. Kind of started as a low man on the totem pole, looking for something different to do. Really enjoyed it and got promoted uh, promoted up pretty fast. Uh, I think Jason left in 2020, 2019. Mm-hmm. I picked up where he left off, and we've just kind of been going smooth since then. Yeah. What are some of your responsibilities as the mowing supervisor? Um, so I'm in control of basically getting my guys out and ready for work every day, uh, making sure that we're living up to Blueville standard, obviously, bringing up everything to quality. Just day-to-day activities is making sure our customers are happy with everything that we do. How many crews do you send out on a daily basis? Uh, we've got uh, seven crews right now. Each crew is two guys deep. Um, so we run one crew leader, a guy that's been here with us for a long time, usually about a year or two years to be in that position. And then another guy that just rides around with him and kind of is their second, second-hand guy. Okay. All right. Well, Blake's going to talk to us today about proper mowing techniques, and uh, he's got a nice little presentation prepared. So I'll just turn it over to him. Yeah, thanks. Um, so most of what we're going to discuss today is going to apply to cool season grasses, as that's the most common type of cultivar that we plant around here in Kansas. Being in the transition zone, the 6A zone, cool season grasses tend to look greener and perform better here in Kansas than, uh, than the warm season types. So typically your grasses like tall fescue, Kentucky bluegrass, perennial ryegrass, if you've got any of those in your lawn, uh, the stuff that we're going to talk about today is going to apply to you most specifically. It is February right now, so I guess it's kind of hard to think that we're talking about lawn care in February, but actually here in about three weeks is the prime time to get started with what we call pre-spring lawn prep. Mm-hmm. You guys were out yesterday mowing a few properties down. Yep, yep. Um, there's a couple out there that, uh, you know, it's nice out there right now, and uh, uh, they didn't have too many leaves or anything to clean up, so we can get out and start that pre-spring lawn prep pretty much right away. Um, so anytime in the next three weeks, um, or if you start around end of March, any of that will apply right now, but uh, the sooner you get kicking off on this, the better. Yep. For that first mowing, um, the objective of our first mowing is just to remove all the dead blades and debris and, and stuff from the winter season that's accumulated. Generally, what we do for our customers is during the fall, we'll come around and do a, a heavy leaf cleanup. So if you've got landscaping beds uh, or just a lot of trees in the area, we'll come out and get all that off your lawn in the fall. So there's not too much to do in the spring, but uh, if you're not the type of person that has our services or you're just a DIY type homeowner type person, we definitely recommend that you get out and get all the leaves and stuff off the ground before you start this process. For the for most of the year, the standard mow height for cool season grasses like tall fescue is going to be two and a half to three and a half inches. It depends on the cultivar. Sometimes people have this tall fescue. They've got Kentucky 31, but generally that's the range that you're looking for. For the first mowing, however, we really like to drop it down real far to about two inches if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, to clean up all that dead debris, um, dormant grass, anything that might be on the lawn to provide a nice bed for your grass to green up and grow in the spring. Yeah, you're essentially dropping your deck as low as you physically can without scalping into the dirt, is that? That's correct, yeah. Um, what you don't wanna do if you have a particularly uneven lawn is run around with it so low that you're seeing dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as low as your mower height is able to be set for most homeowner lawnmowers, that's around two and a half inches. If you can get it down to two inches, even better. So one of the big 
um, things that are one of the most important things for this first uh, mowing when you're bringing it down to two inches is to make sure that you're taking off and hauling off all of your clippings. Um, a, a lot of places online, a lot of different resources will tell you that mulching your clippings is better for the health of the lawn, and that's true. But in this case, you're cutting off so much that if you were to leave it on your lawn, you're going to wind up dealing more damage than you are uh, being beneficial. Uh, moving into regular lawn maintenance for the year, cool season grasses uh, tend to experience a flush of growth during the spring season uh, and fall season to a shorter extent. But the main, uh, the, the flush of growth that you'll get during the spring is going to be extensive. So that spring flush that you are just mentioning, there's a couple reasons for that. One is I've put down fertilizer in the fall that the lawn is using. And then we've also, in March, we put down the, the early spring fertilizer application. So there's a, quite a bit of nitrogen going down on the lawn. That's really promoting a lot of growth. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so to deal with that, um, what we want to do is raise your, your mow, high up, uh, mow height up from the two inches for that first early mowing to around three to 3.5 inches uh, for tall fescue lawns or any cool season lawn, really. Um, and then really it's a game of making sure you're on top of your mowing with frequency. Um, there's a lot of homeowners out there who make the mistake of thinking that they can mow once weekly, mow it as short as possible, and then that'll keep them from having to mow again until the next week or hopefully even later. That's kind of a fallacy that people step into where the actually, what actually happens is the shorter that you cut your grass, what you're doing is you're providing more openings for weeds and other things to get in there, invade your lawn. And those, those are going to grow two or three times as fast as anything else. So then you run into the, the crabgrass or the dandelions popping up faster, and then all of a sudden you're having to mow more frequently than if you had just mowed it at the appropriate height a little longer then scalping it again. Correct, correct. So what you're going to want to do is actually just pay attention to the height of your lawn. Um, for cool season grasses and tall fescue especially, the recommendation is that you cut no more than one-third of the grass blade on any given mowing. So unfortunately during the spring, if, if you've fertilized or if you're just having a heavy growth uh, type season, that could mean you could be out there as often as twice, three times a week just chopping off your grass. That's ideal if you can get out there and mow two, three times a week and only cut off a third of the grass blades and keep it at that three inch height, that would be the ideal situation. Most people want to reduce their mowing to just once a week or just take care of it on the weekends, which I completely understand. Uh, for that type of situation, we'd re recommend that you raise the deck height, maybe even another half inch to 3.5 inches. If you're really letting it go and it's getting shaggy, we definitely recommend bagging the clippings. Um, too often people want to get out there with the mulching deck and that just can't happen if you're not keeping on top of the frequency of mowing that you should. In another podcast with Brian Reuter, it's either in the feed or will be in the feed, uh, we discuss the use of growth regulators to really slow down that flush of growth there in the spring. And I've used that on a couple of properties, and Blake's noticed a difference, and he'll thank me for that. <laughs> so. Oh, significantly, especially on the properties if you're a person who has the K31 cultivar. Um, that stuff just grows like crazy. It's a pasture grass, and that's what it's supposed to do. That growth regulator can help significantly if that's a product that you're willing to put down. Kind of, so that's it mostly for the spring. I mean, it's just keeping up on your regular mowing is the most important thing. Um, watering your lawn during the spring may be not as important. Typically for the cool season grasses, um, the heavier you water during the spring, the less drought tolerant they are during the summer. So if you can keep your watering down to, you know, don't let it go dry, but keep it moderate during the spring. And then once we kick into the summer season, that's when you should really focus on uh, making sure that you're watering the lawn and raising your deck height to raising that up to the upper end of the spectrum for your mower for your cool season lawn. Which is usually four inches or higher even? 
Yeah, we talk about 3.5 inches to 4 inches, depending on what you've got going on, especially for K31 blends that we just talked about. You're going to want to keep that up at 4 inches, um, just because the longer you keep your grass during the summer heat waves, the more nutrients and water that they can store themselves, and that helps with drought tolerance, and that helps with disease prevention. Uh, just generally keeps your lawn in a healthier state throughout the summer months. When you're mowing, what directions do you prefer to mow? In general, you just want to make sure that you're changing direction on your lawn every single week. For our guys, we make sure that they go north and south one week, east and west the next week, diagonal the week after that, and then the other diagonal the week after that. Um, that's just to keep the stripes looking really nice. Mm-hmm. You can choose nearly any direction for your push mowing lawn. It doesn't really make a whole lot of difference. You just want to make sure that you're not taking the same path over and over again just to prevent ruts and to prevent um, traffic damage, essentially, just high traffic damage. Yeah, one thing I've noticed with a a push mown lawn, those wheels are narrower, so you're putting, the the wheels themselves are narrower, so they they apply a lot more pressure to the lawn. So if you look at a lawn that's been push mowed, someone who's outlining, which is a good practice, but if you've outlined every single week the same direction, you will get that wear mark in there. So the way to prevent that is to not put your outside tire right in the the edge of the lawn, but maybe move in a few inches every week and vary that around. Yes, you might have to do a little bit more edging, but you're not getting that wear mark. Yeah, correct. And you can even tell uh, very few homeowners that push mode tend to change directions. You can tell on a lawn that's been push mode the same way week after week after week. You'll see not just the tire marks, but if you were to take and walk over that lawn, you'll feel the ruts where those tires have have developed. Um, yeah, it's not so, it's like you said, it's the fact that the tires are, are smaller, they're not as wide, they're not pneumatic at all. And so all the pressure that you're putting onto that lawn goes through those tires, right? And it's just always causes damage. And the other thing is that a homeowner has to pay a little bit more attention to than us as a company is blade sharpness. Here at Blueville, we have someone dedicated to sharpening blades every evening when the mowers get back. If you're blade is too dull you're not cutting the grass you're actually ripping and tearing the edge there so you have more of a rough area that can brown out so if you've mown your lawn and a day or two later you look out and it's got kind of a tan or brown tinge to the top of it go out and take a look at the ends of those leaf blades see if they've been torn in that top little quarter centimeter or so will be brown where it's dried out and that's just a matter of keeping your blades sharp for a homeowner, it's hard to know how often to sharpen your blades, but once you see that develop, it's important to get those blades sharpened again. You're absolutely right. It's easy to go out there and just take a look at your lawn, and if the tips of those grass blades are frayed and brown, it's probably about time to sharpen your blade. Um, we do it every night, like you said, although that's a little bit excessive. We mow so many lawns per day, we're more prone to damage to our blades than the typical homeowner. If you're someone who's out there and you're not hitting a lot of sticks or branches or anything on your lawn, you may be able to get away with, say, once a month. Um, And that's something I would recommend is at least once a month. But you could probably get away with three times a year if you're really not hitting much of anything out there. I will be honest, I have yet to sharpen my lawnmower blades at home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've had that mower for four or five years now. Yeah, it's easy to forget, that's for sure. But again, I haven't noticed any damage to the lawn, so maybe... I've got a small lawn. Maybe I can push it a little longer than other folks. Yeah, and you don't need those things to be razor sharp either. either. That's kind of a mistake that a lot of people made is if it's too sharp is not really a thing, but the sharper that blade is, the easier it is for it to lose its edge. As long as you're rubbing your hands on it and it feels like it's butter knife sharp, that's plenty sharp enough to be cutting your blades or your grass rather. Yep. 
You got anything else for us, Blake? Not really. Uh, you guys can kind of, uh, after summer wears down, the heat of the summer uh, kind of wears down and we're going into the fall, um, you can feel free to lower that deck height back down to about three inches. Um, once we're back into the second flush of growth during the fall, there's no reason to be cutting that high anymore. But aside from that, no, no, that's about all I had. Just really the biggest mistake, like I said, that people make is trying to cut too low. Uh, there's no better prevention for weeds and disease in your lawn than a nice, thick, lush stand of grass. And if you cut too low, you just can't achieve that. Yep. Having that leaf canopy higher prevents weeds from germinating, prevents the soil underneath from drying out, and it just keeps the lawn healthier. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, Blake. Appreciate your time today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at podcast at com, and we'll talk to you again later. Thanks.